Welcome back to the Hottest Wellness Podcast. I've got time. I'm Cherry Galore. And I'm Shakayla. Here we discuss personal growth, relationships, and how to embody the Be Better lifestyle. What's up, girl? Hey. What's poppin'? Brand new whip just hopped in. <laughs> got options. Did you guys miss us? I hope you guys did. I know we were gone for a week. It's been a journey. A real journey, actually. <laughs> Things are happening. Changes are being made. Life is lifing. Facts. And we had to take a week because your girl was down bad. I've never really discussed this on the show before, but... I have health complications, like, um, I have Crohn's disease, and what that is is just like a form of IBS. It is a autoimmune disease that is not curable, and um, for all intensive purposes, I really wasn't taking care of my health to the best of my ability, and stress really makes Crohn's disease so bad it makes the inflammation in my body so bad and i've really been hella stressed for at least six months straight so my health was on a decline and um yeah i was in the hospital and that's why we did not record last week because time was not permitting yeah but you're out i'm back in i'm better <laughs> <laughs> And now you've got time. Yes. Now we have enough time to record this episode. Yeah. Still squeezing it in. Still <laughs> squeezing it in. And we want you guys to know that we are so committed to not only our personal growth journey, but yours as well. And that's why we show up every week to have these important conversations with you. So we're going to jump right into gratitude this week. What are you grateful for, Cherry? Um... I'm grateful for confidence in myself. There used to be <clears throat> something that was lacking. And, you know, now I've realized that I am every woman and it is all in me. So, yeah, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for me. I'm grateful for you too. That's crazy because that's what I'm grateful for this week is my amazing, beautiful, supportive, talented, and cool, funny girlfriend, Cherry. Yeah. I, um, we've talked about this before. We've touched on it multiple times that I'm a self-sabotager and this is something that I am unlearning. Worth. Okay, sure, but it, it's it's a process. I'm not there yet. And um, there's been a couple different points in our relationship where I was so unsure of myself that it made me unsure of our relationship. It's been times where I feel like I just didn't feel like I deserved to be with her. And... Um, 
the amount of unconditional love that she has for me and also for my kids is like really something that I never experienced, like not from my parents, not from any other relationship that I've been in. And I'm just like really grateful that, you know, you choose to continue to show up in our relationship. Um, just grateful for like who you are, you know, everything that I am because I'm with you. And I'm really excited to you know, start our new journey together. Yeah. Build our life, our big gay life. Yeah. Gay rights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm grateful for this week. Aww. I love you. I love you. Yeah. Podcast kiss. <laughs> <laughs> they can hear us kissing you at the announcement. <laughs> So, with all that being said and the drama, you know, I'm not usually that dramatic. I try and lead that to Cherry, but we have an announcement, guys. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, been a free agent for a while, you know, I'm testing the waters, going to different facilities, seeing what's up, you know, practicing with different teams, and I decided to... Uh, well, we decided to uh, go with Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> it's the part where they put like the cap on or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you guys. We've basically been drafted by life because if even one month ago you would we would have been like even having a conversation like moving to Illinois, we would have been like not having plans to do this at all. And um, that's like really speak to God's plan being bigger than anything, like everything coming together and aligning the way that it's supposed to be. We've talked about on previous episode, I have two kids from previous marriage. My kids live with their dad in Illinois and we were living in Virginia and it was very difficult. I spent a lot of time missing my kids, talking to them over the phone, FaceTiming, and not just being able to be there with my kids every day. And that is not normal for me. That's not normal for my kids. And it was a hard year. It was a difficult year. And on top of all of that, it's the year of our Lord, 2022, where everything cost three times as much as it did even like two years ago. Yeah. And... um it just didn't make sense for us to be trying to financially make a living in Virginia and then moving back and forth to see the kids and the kids coming here and it all worked out. And now we're relocating. Like we're literally halfway through our drive right now and we got like six hours left to drive. Yeah. And we'll be official residents of Illinois pretty soon. Yeah. So this is a huge step for our relationship, our family, the whole co-parenting situation. It's going to be a lot of change, but I'm excited. I'm a little nervous because you know, we're going to have to navigate our career spaces differently and stuff like that for a while. But yeah, 
I'm open to see what happens and you know, God stay blessing all the trap niggas, so that's a fact. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'm excited. You are. What are you most excited about? I think just being in a new place. Because mm-hmm. it's like, uh, it's like a new life. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is going to be like a new life. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I don't know. It's just, I haven't felt any doubts about it. Mm-hmm. So. That's like adding to my excitement because it's like, oh my gosh, am I in alignment? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. On top of that, like our platform is growing. We've been getting like a ton of buzz, like on Instagram. Anchor's been shouting us out a couple times. Shout out to you, Anchor. Yeah. We really appreciate the love and support. And um, we just really see our podcast growing so much more. Like, we can't wait to do more, to have our first live show, like, everything. So, we just know that better things are in store for us. And sometimes you got to make or cha- make a major change. And sometimes you got to take a minor setback for a major comeback. And um, I feel like I'm ready to do that. I'm in the space now to kind of like release a lot of stuff I was holding on to, whether it was like materialistic things or financial goals or like sometimes the fresh start is the best start. You know, we would try and hold on to all these different things in our lives and relationships. And like sometimes you just got to ask, what do I need right now? What's best for me right now? And what's what's the best thing that I could do? And we did what we had to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we can jump into the podcast this week. We are going to have a real chill, laxed episode and just talk about like some random wellness facts because this is a wellness podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get well. Let's. So, you know, um, I'm gonna have to link like what was the site that I got this off of. Oh, it's goodbody.com. Okay, so you can look this up and they have like way more details into this facts if you really want to know. But they're just like cool random stuff that we could talk about and you know discuss a potential arrangement. Discuss. So the first random wellness fact is. Procrastination is not laziness. It's an unconscious trauma response used as a coping mechanism when we are fearful. Yikes. Mm. I know you guys heard of like the terms when they say like uh, freeze, flight, or fawn. It's like our body's natural response to something when we're like apprehensive or we start to become anxious or we start to have fears and stuff like that. And sometimes fear can be so debilitating that it makes you just not do nothing at all. And we always penalizing ourselves like, oh, I'm a procrastinator. I can't do this or I can't stay on schedule or I get so sidetracked. And sometimes we really have to look at the deeper meaning behind that and say like, well, am I being lazy or is there a deeper meaning behind me avoiding these simple tasks? And those be the tasks that you need to get done so that you can, you know, achieve something or excel at something like maybe having better time management or like for me personally, I'm going to school right now. And 
One thing I'm going to do is wait to the last minute to do my assignments. Why? I have no real good reason outside of I don't have no choice but to do it at the last minute. So I'm going to do it. But why do I procrastinate? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Am I lazy? No, I'm not lazy. It's whatever feeling that I have deep, deep, deep down in the surface that I haven't tapped into. And um, sometimes it's fear. Like, are you afraid of failure or what? Do you think, are you confident that you can do it? Do you think that deep down you're like, you don't know if you can do it for real? I mean, every, almost every time I complete an assignment or even just being in school now, it feels so surreal. It feels like, almost like I'm not doing it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know. Like, when I finally get my degree, I'm going to be like, I can't believe I made it out these four years, you know? What do you think about that? Or do you procrastinate at all? Or are you, like, really, like, just get in and get it done? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you were saying that, it made me think about, like, just how much I would procrastinate going outside. Like, I told you about my whole anxiety about just literally going outside. So I will always procrastinate doing anything that involved me leaving my apartment, leaving my home. Like if I needed to go to the store, it would take me all day to try to gas myself up to actually go do it. Mm. And it'd be like something I actually need. Like I'm out of toilet paper. (laughs) but like I don't know I would just well do I really need it I mean who uses the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I, I think the the takeaway from that wellness fact is just to be in tune with yourself and ask yourself those questions of what your fears are stopping you from doing. We were watching this like, I know it was on Disney Plus, it was this show that Will Smith was doing, like a docu-series where he basically was tackling all of his biggest fears. And he kept quoting his grandmother and saying, his grandma would say, you never know what's on the other side of your fears. One of my favorite, favorite quotes is just, be scared and do it anyways. Like. You never know what you could do, who you could become if you just step, stop letting your fear control your life. Because life is not going to stop just because you stop, just because you don't choose to keep going. And in another year, do you want to say, my fears kept me in this same exact place? Or in another year, do you want to say, I remember when I used to be afraid to go to the store, and now I just go. Mm-hmm. You know? So... Yeah. Get in some therapy. Talk to somebody about that. Because girl or boy. (laughs) (laughs) Or they. You know, it's important. I think sometimes, too, like, I'll procrastinate when it comes to, like, some business stuff. Still trying to do a deep dive on that. Like, what is the truth? What's Mm. going on? Like, 
ironically, I think it's a confidence thing. Like, like I really don't think that I'm doing the things. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it makes me downplay what needs to be done. Baby steps. That's the only thing I could tell myself, you know? Whenever I make myself aware to a behavior I'm doing that is really fucking up my life or at the very least prohibiting me from doing something that I really want to do, I just have to say, what can I do right now? Like on a daily basis, what can I do that's going to slowly get me to that or whatever? And not put so much pressure on us to achieve something immediately or to overcome the fear immediately. Like it takes time. You got to be patient with yourself. You know, you got to like, we're human. Yeah. Yeah. So our next fact is the U.S. spends almost three times more on health care than any other country in the world, but ranks last in life expectancy among the 12 wealthiest industrialized countries. What are they spending that money on? Well, it's what we're spending the money on. Oh. Right. So what this means is that we, as the consumer, as the patients, are spending three times more than any other patients in other countries. And still not getting the proper... Care. Mm. Correct. Mm -hmm. Um, And, of course, we know this is because of the pharmaceutical industry. We know that it is... A business is not about health care in the United States. And I could speak to this firsthand because I'm a person that has health issues. Like when I got diagnosed in 2014, the first thing I was having health issues for two years and I would be going to emergency rooms and they would be like, oh, you just have a stomach bug. It's a stomach virus. And it's like nobody keeps coming to the emergency room every month in debilitating pain and nothing's wrong. Right. So the first thing that's wrong with our healthcare system is that it's based off of institutionalized racism. So and and sexism. If you are a person of color, if you are a woman, you are guaranteed to have your healthcare taken less seriously. Then on top of that, the actual cost that it takes for them to make the drug, they're just gonna triple up on that because they can. The most necessary medications for like cancer treatments, you know, HIV and AIDS, those are the most expensive medications. At one point, like this is one reason why I'm not even on a medication right now is that it was costing me $10,000 a month to pay for my medication. $10,000 a month. A medication that I need that otherwise I'm going to be seriously sick without it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And there's only so much that I can do once I get to the point of where I'm like really stressed out and I have to have that medication. So that's really fucked up. They're basically taking advantage of us because they can. If you don't have no choice but to spend this money on it, then we will. And not to mention our insurance which is a whole messed up system because there's people who don't have any medical issues at all and they're probably spending $15,000 a year on health insurance and it's literally going into nothing. It's not like our healthcare expenses go into a bank and they say, okay, well, you didn't spend any of this money on any of your healthcare expenses this year, so we're going to kick that back to you. No, it just goes into the insurance company. Insurance is a fucking scam. It really is. Yeah. 
it's like for the people that it's supposed to serve, it's not doing its job. And the people that it, I guess, technically is doing its job for, it's just taking advantage of. Mm-hmm. It's messed up. I don't know what we can do about that because, you know, the United States, they're going to get that bag, baby. They don't care <laughs> if so. it's money involved. The only thing to do to solve all these issues is to take the system down. But we have to do it as a collective. Everybody has to be on board. And that's the problem. Yeah. Like, we could literally flip this entire country upside down. It's not enough people willing. It's too many people that are comfortable in the deceit from our politicians too many people that just say oh that's the way it is and even as more people are you know having awakenings or just realizing how all these systems that's put in place are not benefiting the everyday person not enough people are willing to do about anything about it not enough people are willing to be individually at a disadvantage to help the majority of the people honestly because um, that's what it comes down to is like if I had $500,000 I would want to keep my $500,000 instead of split that up between 500 people I mean you know five people and us each have $100,000 people are just too fucking greedy to want to help the next person yeah. and um, I don't know how we're going to do that and how our brand is going to be able to do that but like that's definitely one of my goals as even as far as educating more people or, you know, trying trying to do something to get more people involved in this. I honestly really been kind of thinking about getting into politics. Hmm. Okay, okay. It's one of the things that's, like, really highlighted in my birth chart. Like, it's something that I could actually do and be successful at. And um, I kind of actually been thinking about it for a few weeks because I seen this TikTok and this girl was saying how, like, there's in most um, states and even in like, you know, your local government, like, I don't know, you can, you don't need really any qualifications to get your name on a ballot. And a lot of these people don't have nobody running against them. Right. So they're just getting right elected into office. They don't even need votes. Like, that could be me. I don't know. Changing I've been thinking about it. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, we, it starts with us. And all the time I think about how it could start with me. And maybe you should consider it, too, you know. Because it won't get better for all of us until some of us do something about it. That's a fact. And it doesn't necessarily have to be politics for, you know, you cool listeners. It could just be, like, educating a friend or educating your family educating yourself so you can make decisions that can benefit other people yeah that's a fact like you got to start in your own home your own community you know what i mean like i've already planted that seed i already have a a certain relationship with my kids or that we have certain conversations and then that branches out to my immediate family and my closest friends like you know what i mean i'm Mm -hmm. already creating that type of impact 
and now I want to do something bigger but ask yourself what type of impact you're creating in your life if you want certain things to change even if it's just like certain things your family believe or whatever like we wanted to touch on this on another episode and I'm sure we will come back to it with gentle parenting Mm -hmm. but you know in black communities you really have to fight for that because people still don't understand why you don't want to whoop your kids or they don't they want to say it's disrespectful to do or say certain things and stuff like that and you have to like consciously and constantly you know educate older people in your family and stuff like that like if that's the type of lifestyle that you want to live then you have to be the person to make that change for your family so just think about i guess what is important to you what you care about and then start there you know yeah i agree so this is this fact the next fact is um i chose this one because cherry hates oatmeal (laughs) (laughs) it feels weird in your mouth sure i don't know i oatmeal is a comfort food to me i've been eating it since i was a kid it's one of those, you know, poverty meals because you can buy a whole big ass thing of oatmeal for this amount and then like be having your breakfast for weeks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's something I always grew up eating. My grandpa would make me oatmeal in the morning with like brown sugar and butter. And sometimes he would put raisins in it. And like, raisins? it just was like so good. Like, I mean, old people eat raisins. I mean, it's nothing against raisins. I'm somebody that thoroughly enjoys raisin bran. But raisins and oatmeal? Right. Now you got put fruit and oatmeal. (laughs) So, our next fact is eating oatmeal provides a serotonin boost to calm the brain and improve your mood. Yes, it's a great way to start your day. Okay. And I'm allergic to oats, so. Girl, I ain't trying to convince you to eat them. I just was saying that (laughs) there's something to it. I feel you. But, you know, also be aware of what you're eating. Because, like, I do be eating those instant packs of oatmeal. I'm not going to lie. But at the same time, it's like hella sugar and stuff in there. Like, be aware of what you're putting in your body. But oatmeal is good for you. But, like, real oatmeal. (laughs) (laughs) So, our next fact is extra virgin olive oil is the healthiest fat on the planet. I feel like I knew that. I really kind of wanted to discuss this because as we're talking about health and wellness and then just, like, we're talking about the oatmeal and what type of foods you're eating and stuff, we live in the United States where we cannot trust our food that is a fact we even though on the labels they say this and that and this and that half the people i know they don't barely ever look at the label to see what it is that they're eating at all like there's so much bad stuff chemicals in our food the amount of videos i see on tiktok now where they like these 10 foods are banned in every other country but the united states and it's like shit that everybody eats like fucking wheat thins Ritz crackers, frosted flakes, like stuff that everybody regularly enjoys, indulges in, and even some foods that are considered to be healthy. I really want to talk about like specifically the cooking oil because 
everybody I know uses like vegetable oil to cook to fry food in sunflower oil and these are all synthetic oils if you guys don't know what the fuck synthetic means it means man-made mm-hmm. that means it's not made for your body it's not from natural from the earth everything that's supposed to go into our body is like we're supposed to just be able to pick it up from the earth and use it as a source it's not supposed to be some shit invented in a factory it's literally poisoning us and I'm not saying that I don't eat any type of vegetable oils at all, but we like we consciously cook our food a certain way, prepare our food with certain oils and stuff like that to yeah. to try and cut back and avoid a lot of stuff. Like we don't really consume a lot of dairy, um, and like even with my kids, we they like almond and soy only milk. We don't do none of that fucking lactose free. Any of it. It's it's terrible. It's poisoning our bodies. Like. It dead ass is. If you can ask yourself, what do I feel right now? Like, if you have any type of feelings in your body, you can, like, intuitively sense that your health is not always good. Or, like, you eat something and you instantly have an upset feeling. It's because your body is telling you that it don't like it. And just because we've been accustomed to eating this for maybe like the last 30 years of our life don't mean that it's too late to make a change or start having like better, healthier habits. Because, um, girl, they trying to kill us. For real though. Trying to get us trapped into that healthcare system that is not really there to support us. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's an endless cycle. And um, so, yeah, we just want to put it out there so you guys can be aware and maybe just think twice the next time that you go to fry some french fries maybe get an air fryer instead air fryer is the best you'll oh, never yes. fry it another fry again <laughs> it's so interesting to me when people make like bake stuff in the air fryer i kind of want to learn how to do it but i don't know it seems like magic and we have that instant pot too, which you can also bake stuff in. So, you know, we, we have other appliances that we can explore when since this last time that I was in the hospital, we definitely gonna try and do better to eat con- more consciously. Yeah. So we'll give you guys an update on how that's going. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. We're gonna be great. Okay, girl. <laughs> um, our next fact is Sleeping naked can help you burn more calories. That's a fun fact. It is a fun fact. I don't know about y'all, but I love to sleep naked. I love to be naked, period. I'm just a be naked person. My kids is the same way. They literally come home and they're like (laughs) taking off their clothes. Like, Max would be like, can I take off my clothes now? Like, (laughs) I don't know. I didn't discuss this on the podcast before about the different fabrics, right? I don't think so. No. Okay. So this is really interesting, but this is kind of like a side fact. But like the clothes that we wear, each fabric has different vibrations. And um, this is another thing that I feel like is woven into society to lower our vibration. And people are just not conscious enough to realize what's happening. But our vibration naturally is at 100 
and the only the only material that matches our vibration is 100% organic cotton. So if you're wearing 100% organic cotton, your clothes, clothing is meeting you at your natural body's vibration. Now, there are some other fabrics that have like a 15, which is the vibration of a, somebody that's just flat out dead or a diseased person. That's like rayon, silk, and... Fuck. <laughs> I can't think of what the last one is, but they're like just very common, like that everything, everything literally is made with these three fabrics and we're just wearing death all day. And then you ask yourself, why am I in such a bad mood today? Or why I just can't shake these feelings or why I can't just feel my emotions? And it's like, it's a reason why Adam and Eve was born into nakedness. Mm-hmm. And we don't realize that us wearing these clothing, us saying like, oh, we need to be covered, even us making fashion choices and stuff, all of it is just kind of created to lower our vibration, to make us feel like we need something more than just us. Like, how nice would it be if people could really dead ass be naked? We wouldn't have to spend money on clothes. There would be no body shaming because it would just be so normal that bodies was just bodies. Yeah. Like... It's so crazy when you think that far back into time, how people were using infrastructures to manipulate people. It's really kind of sick. Now, there are two super fabrics that have a vibration of 5,000 each, and that is wool and linen. Mm-hmm. So anytime you're wearing wool or linen, that's basically like a superpower for you. You you have your vibration times 500. So that's like what I encourage everybody to wear. I don't know about the wool. Because it's so hot. But there's things that you can buy. Like my friend Ro, she does um, crochet. And she said that you can buy the yarn that's wool yarn. Or you can buy it that's the 100% organic cotton yarn so like just thinking about that being more consciously and even when you go shopping saying you at target when you peek in and that tag say it's 85 percent rayon you know that's a, a a shirt that's gonna automatically lower your vibration just just thinking about that you know what i'm saying like yeah so fun fact on top of a fun fact but quick question what i'm not sure if this is not the smartest question all questions are smart if you ask it. I feel like it'll be more stupid to not ask and never know the answer. But go ahead. Okay. Get me together. <laughs> <laughs> um, are satin and silk the same thing? No, satin and silk are not the same thing. But they both have that um, vibration at 15. They're two different fabrics, but they're both low. And I want you guys to really think about um, what we think are high quality fabrics. And those are the ones that have the actual lowest vibration. So when somebody's like, oh, I have a silk scarf. You wearing a silk scarf on your head and your head is your crown chakra. That's you're literally sleeping. Well, us as black people have been brainwashed to think that that's protecting our hair. But what is it doing for the rest of your body and your spirit? I'm just saying, you might as well go ahead and put on that cotton uh, pillowcase, baby girl, and grease your scalp. Stop playing around. Tuck them edges in and have a good night's sleep. 
because them silk pillowcases, they're not doing nothing for you. Dang, but they feel nice. Sure. It feels nice. Who told you that it feels nice? You know what I mean? It's a taut thing. We think it's luxurious because they told us that. Like, when people wear silk, you're like, ooh, she's got on a silk dress. Like, ooh, it's so luxurious and soft. But it's the same vibration of death. Ugh. Yeah. I ain't making this shit up. You can Google it. I am not making this <laughs> up. We, I'm going to link a video that I posted on my YouTube channel months ago in the description. And I have all of this. And y'all can check that out for yourself. But, girl, yeah. Okay. Sleep naked. Check. Make sure you got them sheets. That's a 100% organic cotton. Almost check. <laughs> we just got to change our pillowcases because we're guilty as well. You yeah. know? But it's not as good for you as you think it is. That's all I'm saying. Question everything. I'm not saying I have all the answers, but one thing that I'm going to do is find out why. Why do we think this way? Why is the system set up this way? Why is this supposed to be the best of the best? Why were we taught this? I'm yeah. telling This is a really cool fun fact. Swearing can make you feel better when you're in pain. And for black people, cussing. <laughs> <laughs> I can believe that. That is like the first, your first reaction. Like you hit your toe, you're like, fuck! Yeah. So with this fun fact, there was a study done in the UK. And basically, they had um, two groups of people. And they had to stick their hand in like freezing ice cold water. Like to the, it was so cold that it was causing them physical pain. Mm -hmm. So the first group, they made them do it. And they just had to run around or whatever. And say that they could only do it for three minutes or something. And then the next group, they did it and they told, they encouraged them to cuss, to swear. Mm -hmm. And they was able to withstand the pain longer. So through that study, they found out that if you are in pain, physical pain, and you start cussing, that can lower your physical pain. It's some type of emotional response hitting off in those brain waves and yeah. I like that. I'm into that. So next time somebody tell you that cussing is bad or it's not ladylike or just not good manners, tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> I heard or read somewhere a long time ago that people that cuss are more honest. I don't agree. <laughs> but... I kind of do. I don't know when you think about it because, like, as much as I cuss, it's almost, like, unconscious at this point. So, it's like you can get somebody's natural reaction when they cuss into something. And I can yeah. see how there's more honesty to that. Because if, like, you don't really force a cuss word, you know? Yeah. It's like if somebody's mad about something, they'd be like, God damn it. Like, they can't hide the fact that they're upset by that. Like, the cuss word gives it away. So I could see it in a way, you know? Nobody's saying, like, oh, yeah, people who cuss just really don't be lying. But I think it's, like, in the act of the cuss, you know yeah. exactly what's going on. Like, you'll be like, oh, shit. You know, it's like, they're disappointed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Like, you wow. really got your uh, thespian bag with that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Woo, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. So, our next fact, fun fact is reading a book can reduce your stress ho- hormones by up to 68%. That I believe. You can, like, really get lost in a book. It can literally take you somewhere else. Yeah. And that's basically, well, I feel like reading is one of those things where it can cause you to be present, but it also can cause you to, I guess, be distracted. And it just depends on what you need at the moment. But it basically forces you to be still in whatever vibration you are at the moment or whatever mm-hmm. excuse me so you know if you just sit in there calmly reading a book whatever it's about like you don't you're not your mind's not overthinking or going into different places and stuff like that so maybe i need to start reading some more yeah i kind of fell off on my read and i need to get back with that audible hit me up i'm trying to get a sponsorship <laughs> <laughs> i'm tired of paying y'all two dollars a month um yeah i need to get some new books i think i tried i was going back and rereading some books that i read like within the last two years because i felt like i needed a refresher but i think i need like new perspective on the same subjects Mm -hmm. yeah i love to double back on a book because when you have different spaces in your journey it really do hit differently like every time a few months ago we had read um the four agreements together Mm -hmm. or at the same time we were reading it and the first time i read it i was like well the second time i read it i had to think back like did i even absorb anything when i read it the first time (laughs) it's like i wasn't even conscious or mature enough to really get what the book was saying the first time that I read it and the mm-hmm. second time it was like I had just grew so much into it, like as a person that I was like oh shit like I really got it yeah so like don't, don't be scared to double back man on a book like sometimes it, it's gonna it's gonna might hit you differently when you're not where you used to be yeah, it can inspire you, re-motivate you. Like, I also reread um, Gucci Mane's Guide to Greatness. That was, like, motivating for me. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> One of my favorite books to reread, I've read this book probably five times, If You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Mm-hmm. That is such a good book because, like, Although it technically is like a spiritual book and it is like a self-help book, it's not like a God book. It's mm-hmm. not a God complex type of book. It really um, encourages you to find your own power and like really just take your life back, like have control and stuff. It's such a good book. Like those three recommendations we just gave you all. So get, it, get to the library. <laughs> you don't have to... And half of these books, you can actually search them on YouTube and and it's there. Yeah. 
So, you know, don't think that you have to spend money to um, to pour back into yourself. You don't. Like, you know, the internet will try and tell you you need to go buy sage, you need to get some candles, you know, you need to do all this stuff. But information is free. Like, this is the age of Aquarius. There's so much available to us online. And honestly, you just making excuses if you saying, oh, I don't have the money to pour into my wellness right now. Like self-care can be really dangerous because we think it's somehow it's tied to capitalism when self-care is really about your individual practices that you're doing every day that don't require no money to spend. That's a fact. All it takes is energy. Like where are you putting your energy to? When you start to feel stressed out, are you going to turn on a TV show? Or, you know, are you going to open up the internet and gain access to some free fucking information yeah it's also kind of a lie that we tell ourselves when we say we don't have time Mm -hmm. because then we definitely got time we be doing shit all the time with time yeah and like speaking of books i started um listening to books on youtube when i was like in between waiting for the plane to arrive at my job Mm -hmm. Like, I was going to sleep, and sometimes I would still go to sleep and just have the book playing, but, like, definitely was like, I'm just going to sleep. I'm not really utilizing my time. Mm -hmm. And then I started listening to books. Yeah. And even when you're sleeping subconsciously, like, your brain is still picking up on all that information, so. Yeah. For our very last fact... It is maintaining good relationships with your friends and family reduces harmful levels of stress and boosts your immune system. Okay. This fact, I feel like, was a really good one because I think it really um, shows the importance of community and relationships. I think that in this last year, I learned a lot about myself, how I am in relationships, how relationships help me, learning how to use relationships to my benefit. Um, and before, I just thought about relationships as something that I, I was supposed to be a part of or had to be a part of. But now I can like really break it down so I can see like what relationships are really good for me or not good for me. And when like you're dead ass in healthy relationships, they really do help reduce your stress. You know what I mean? When it's not taking away from you when you're in a relationship where y'all like pouring back into each other Mm -hmm. then those balanced relationships really do feed your mind body and spirit and on top of that if you're like in a community with people um on a scientific level you guys are sharing germs which also helps boost your immune system as a small community Mm -hmm. nobody's saying go to the club and get lit and catch monkeypox (laughs) (laughs) We're just saying, like, you know, when you have those gatherings with your five friends every week, like, that is actually boosting your immune system and stuff like that. And it really do help. When you have a good, supportive environment that's healthy, you need it. You know what I'm saying? I think it's the opposite when it's, like, those relationships that you feel like it's taking more away from you. Those are the ones that you have to start asking yourself, okay, is this healthy or not for me if it's causing you more stress than good then time to to rethink those but good relationships is the key word it's going to help reduce that stress good 
healthy, fulfilling relationships. So, what are you making time for this week? Girl, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like I need to make time for the gym. Mm-hmm. The last few weeks, I felt like I haven't really had the time. It's been crazy. It has. I feel like we've just been mad busy or just... We've been really on the go preparing for this move because it kind of just happened out of nowhere. We like just decided... And then me being in a hospital for basically a whole week, like, that took a lot. Plus, you was working every day on top of that. Like, wow. The time just went by. So, yeah. It's been crazy. I think I'm really going to make this time this week to just be present and try and enjoy every moment. Um, I have a really bad habit of just allowing outside circumstances or possible future things to cause me a lot of stress so I really want to focus on just being present like enjoying the moments now that we're finally with the kids and um you know just slowly getting our life to a normal state getting comfortable in our new environment and just being present you know yeah I got job interviews this week I just want to take it easy and just you know chill out just live your life Living, Living it abundance. like it's golden. No. <laughs> Living your life like it's golden. Shout Jolden out to Jill. Nasty. No. I don't know why when you say Jolden, it just make me think of the color of pee and then I just like Jolden, like Jolden. It's it's I don't know. <laughs> well, you guys can slide in our DMs at I've Got Time Podcast on instagram follow us on tiktok and you can also shoot us a tweet at i've got time pod we can't wait to connect with you guys let us know what you thought about this week's episode and we can't wait to talk to you again next week and let you know how it's been since we made it to illinois so without further ado wait what i also just want to say If you haven't already, subscribe, follow, leave us a review. The more you guys do that, the more they put us in other people's faces so the podcast can reach more people. Yeah, and not that y'all not doing y'all thing because our audience size has doubled in like maybe a month and a half. Yeah, shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all for sure, but like keep sharing it tell your friends about it like if you feel like our show is adding value to your life even if just one thing we said like hit something with you or if you feel connected to us like please share our shit we need you to grow and we are not too proud to say that you know yeah um our community is your community so as we are building this together we also doing it with you so Like a giant tree <laughs> Reaching out toward the sky Yeah Yeah <laughs> Okay I've, I've got, got time, time. <laughs>